Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Two Point Sports. Today, we're going to talk about the offensive side of the ball. If you guys watched yesterday's video, we talked a little bit about five recruits that Oklahoma's going after on the defensive side of the ball. Today, we're focusing in on the offense. Going to talk about some guys that Oklahoma's pursuing right now, where Oklahoma stands, and then what we think about their play, if it fits Oklahoma, how it would you know look in a Sooner uniform. Before we get into it, as always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Make sure to follow us on all our socials and check out the link in the description for our t-shirt. We would really appreciate your support. Pretty cool t-shirt. Like I said in yesterday's video, if you didn't catch it, make sure you do. We do have some new designs coming, so be on the lookout for that. All right, let's get it started. And like we did in yesterday's video, we're going to start with the big fish that Oklahoma will be hosting for junior days. Out of the state of Mississippi, five-star wide receiver Caleb Cunningham, playmaker. If there's any other word you can think of to, to describe him, I'd please throw it out there. But playmaker is all I can think of. Brandon, I know you were excited to talk about him when we first mentioned him. Go right ahead. That was at the gym when you texted me about you know doing this recruiting video and Caleb Cunningham being on there, and I started you know looking into him a little bit and. Uh, he, he might be the freakiest kid that we've looked at, uh, just, you know, from a, from an athleticism, just raw, just what he can do uh, standpoint, because, uh, so he's a, a multi-sport athlete, like a lot of these kids are, but, uh, like as a freshman on, on the basketball court, he was at 16 points, nine rebounds, uh, as a sophomore, 20 points, nine rebounds. And he's also putting up well over a thousand yards, double digit scoring touchdowns as a receiver. Uh, he, he's a kid that can play anywhere. Uh, he's, he, he's going to get. Before it's all said and done, he's going to have his fair share of offers from everybody in the country. Uh, we we ended the last the, the last video about the defense on it. You know, has anybody ever played college football and basketball at the same time and done it well? I, Caleb Cunningham might be the guy to to say fuck it, I can do that uh, because I mean this dude is. Uh, the, the, I think that I think these kids get just more athletic and they do crazier stuff uh, each year that we go on with this show. Uh, it seems like with just what they are capable of doing uh, it's scary um they just keep getting more and more athletic i think him being a mississippi kid he's he's crystal balled unfortunately to jeff levy i'm in mississippi state hopefully jeff levy does us a solid you know botches that recruitment a little bit and uh we can get him to get him to start considering more of uh coming to norman but i mean it, it is a good sign that he's coming to to our junior day and then hopefully we can you know kind of put the full court press on him because he's going to be a dynamic playmaker wherever he ends up for sure. And you brought up, I think the biggest thing outside of how good of an athlete he is, the biggest thing that Oklahoma and probably challenge that Oklahoma is facing is trying to pull him away from Jeff Levy. Given that Oklahoma with this new offense really hasn't shown what they can do. You had a bowl game. I think the offense looked explosive, but you did have some turnover issues. Jeff Levy can speak to what he's done at Oklahoma over the last two years. There's a lot of excitement around him, just like there is with every coach when they first start out at a new program. There's excitement about around what they can do. So regardless of if Caleb decides to commit to um, Mississippi State before the football season, I think that's not going to be a recruitment that will end for anyone until signing day in December. If that's when he decides to sign, I mean, most five-star kids, most really talented kids end up signing in that period anyways and uh, being early enrollees nowadays. But Caleb... Yeah, dude is, he's going to be something different at the collegiate level with how physical he is, how fast he is. It's going to be a really 
really competitive competition for his recruitment. And if he does stay at Mississippi in Mississippi and specifically goes to Mississippi State, because you can't forget about Olaine Kiffin over there in Oxford. Also, uh, you know, an in-state school. He's going to do everything he can to make sure Jeff Levy doesn't succeed um, immediately. And an old pal of his, um, you know, they did coach together at Ole Miss. So it'll be an interesting battle for everyone, especially, especially for those two in-state schools. Um, you know, Levy, if he lands him, will be huge. But obviously, we have Emmett Jones. And he is proven to be one of the better recruiters in the country, especially at that position. So you got to like at least that Oklahoma's got him in their back pocket to try to sell him on going to Norman. Um, and like you mentioned, it's a good sign that he's at least going to the junior day at the end of the month. Good step in the right direction. Um, hopefully he plans one or two more visits before the end of the summer. Because as we've seen over the last two cycles, the summers when Oklahoma, especially for Oklahoma, but for everyone, that's when recruiting really starts to, to heat up. When commitments start to happen, if you can get him to come back for an official visit in the summer, Oklahoma's in a good spot to be a hat on the table uh, when it comes to his commitment date. Do you remember the kid that we had recently who was going to try to play both football and basketball at Oklahoma? Um, uh, Cavante Henry. Is that who it was, Cavante Henry? Yeah, so obviously it's something that Oklahoma is open to. Um, maybe Porter's watching this kid too. Maybe he, he extends him an offer and maybe they, you know, offer that two sport, uh, you know, opportunity here at Oklahoma that can maybe separate us. Cause it's, it's, it's clearly something that, cause that was under the Brent Venables, uh, regime and stuff. So he's clearly not, um, opposed to the idea of, of a kid trying to play both, both football and basketball. So maybe just, just do any, just, you know, any little thing that can separate you from, from anybody else. It was, it was either him or Rollins Kabaj. I thought it was Rollins Kabaj, but I, I couldn't. It's, yeah, it's one Let's of the Let's go other. with Rollins Kabaj. Somebody, uh, somebody in the comments will know for sure, but. Yeah. Someone can correct us. But yeah, I mean, if, if this guy is going to be if going to be the first ever to be drafted in both the NFL draft and the <laughs> NBA draft, whatever school gets him, that's, that's an accolade in that they're probably going to be boasting for a while. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next guy. Cooper Perry. Four-star wide receiver out of the state of Arizona. Number one player in the state of Arizona. Listed at 6'2", 190. Also puts up some monster stats. 1,200 receiving yards, 20 total touchdowns on 72 catches. This guy is, and you said it before we started recording, the the under-the-radar guy where I would not be surprised if Oklahoma can can find their way and really be serious in this recruitment. He could be a guy like a Jeremiah Newcomb from the last, from the 2024 class where you just commit and then you don't really hear about him. People aren't going to talk about him. They're not going to be the person that's going to be considered the flashy pickup, but he's going to be someone that it, wherever he goes, but if he lands at Oklahoma, he's a kid that could be impactful in that wide receiver room from the moment he gets on on campus because he is more athletic than I think some scouts are giving him credit for. 100%. And yeah, he's he's underrated in a sense that he doesn't hold, you know, the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Georgias, the he doesn't hold the Texas offer, he doesn't you know, he doesn't hold some of these Michigan, Ohio State. He doesn't hold some of these these typical blue bloods that you think of. I mean, he's not like going just completely untouched. He's, he he does hold the Oklahoma offer, Notre Dame. Ole Miss, Oregon. So like he, he's he's coming on, but he's yeah he's definitely a kid that you know if you get in on him before you know the big dogs come, I think, and you you identify yourself right away as 
you were there from the start. I, I think that I think that helps you. And and he's yeah, he's very athletic. I, I, if you score twenty touchdowns in thirteen games, I think that's pretty good. Uh, that's something that's hard to do even on Madden if you play on, on the hardest skill setting. Uh, it's it's tricky to score twenty touchdowns in thirteen games. Stu's doing it in real life. Number one player in the state for a reason. Um, you know, he's also he he's a big uh, he he's also a lacrosse athlete. Uh, so I don't know if that's something that he uh, would like to pursue in college too. But and if that's the case, that's going to make it really tricky too uh, to beat out Notre Dame because I think of all the offers he has, I think Notre Dame's the only one that can realistically um, you know afford him that opportunity to play lacrosse and and football at the college level. Although we do have a club lacrosse team at Oklahoma. Something to consider, Cooper. Something to consider. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. You where could probably Oklahoma just put up huge numbers on on a club team. It would be so fun. Yeah, I mean, you're there to have fun. Football's for the dough. Lacrosse is to have fun. We all know that. But this is one the the latest offer from Emmett Jones. Um, Oklahoma is brand new to this recruitment, so they've got some catching up to do. You know, but Brandon said it. There's not a lot of, you know, big blue bloods, big dog schools right now in the mix. Um, so it's not like there's a ton of work to do um, looking from the outside. But Oklahoma definitely needs to, if they are very interested in having Cooper bring his services all the way to Norman, you got to do a lot of selling, especially this kid's from Scottsdale. Um, I don't know. We don't know him personally, obviously, but. Going from Scottsdale, Arizona to Norman, Oklahoma, very big difference. I mean, you're talking about, well, let's just look about today. You Norman, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, going through some some cold weather right now. In the state of Arizona yeah. today, it was 70 degrees. A little bit of a difference, it's a but little not different. something insurmountable. No, we've been to both. I think it's there's just one and the same. You can't tell. And this will be one that I think will be interesting regardless of where Oklahoma ends up because Arizona state's going to be doing everything they can with Mike Dillingham to keep a kid like him in the state. I mean, they tried their best with Jeremiah Newcomb there at the end of his, of the uh, early signing period. Oklahoma was able to keep that one, um, you know, when in their class and Jay was able to keep them around But Dillingham will not. seems like he will not let that happen again. At least that's what he is. He's trying to do. And we'll see what that Arizona state football program looks like once they transition to the big 12, but definitely going to be a kid. That's going to be tough to, to get just because of, you know, proximity to Oklahoma. I don't know how familiar he is with the state, but you know, maybe it's his dream school and he, he would love to be wearing the crimson and cream. Hopefully so. All right. Last wide receiver we're going to talk about today. Emmanuel choice. Also known as Manny Choice, three-star wide receiver out of Lancaster, Texas. Another big boy, 6'4", 185. Brandon pointed this out, right about the same size as Jaden Gibson. I think, Jaden, you said it was 6'5". Um, yeah, he's he's about an inch shorter than Jaden and about 10 pounds lighter. But that, yeah, that's so, not something that's really going to show. I mean, they're, yeah. they're pretty, they're very similar. Right in that same area. You know, I'm going to kick it over to you because I know you love Jaden Gibson. Let me know what you think about Emmanuel Choice. Can he I mean, be yeah. a guy like Jaden? I'm excited about him. I think I think he could be a very good fit in this offense. He's a guy that I think would have to sit for, you know, a year or so. Um, but he's also a guy that, similar to Cooper, is is is, is uh, kind of underrated here. He's, he's not – he does hold it's, – it's interesting because with Caleb Cunningham, everybody in the country is going to offer him. That, that makes sense. But the last two receivers, specifically with Cooper Perry and now Emmanuel Choice – um, 
he also holds an Ole Miss offer too. It, it's it's as if Lane Kiffin is recruiting all the same receivers as we are. Um, that it, it, it it's a constant and with with a lot of these situations that we're talking about. He has a Texas offer and A and M offer, Nebraska. So he's he's coming along too. But you know he doesn't he, he doesn't have all the big boys yet. But he's he's an, I mean he's got a huge size. He can do. They can do it all more than just the jump ball situation. He's very athletic with the ball in his hands. He can he can run you over. He can juke you out. Uh, uh, he's a guy that I think is raw, but love to have on campus and, and and let him develop and become a player. Hopefully, for sure. And like you said, his his recruitment is just now starting to ramp up. Oklahoma was the first, not just the first big division one school, but the first school to offer him a scholarship to play football at the collegiate level. So that's a big plus for Oklahoma. If that's, if that's a guy that they want to add into this wide receiver room, it seems like they've, they've put their foot in the door and they're, they're in a good spot to, to make that happen. But he has picked up offers from Texas um, recently, I think was the biggest one he's picked up in the last month or so. And he is uh, slated to be at Texas's Junior Day the week before ours, and he will be at, at Oklahoma's as well. So this recruitment is really just getting started. Even not just because he is, you know, it is a, the very early part of 2024, and really where 2025 recruitment starts. But it doesn't seem like anyone's really put themselves too far ahead where another school has to do some major catching up. Manual choices is really just starting to pick up his offers. And like you mentioned, he's he's a guy that isn't cuz normally when you see a 64, 65 wide receiver, you think really just jump ball guy. It's bigger than everyone. He's going to go get the ball first. That's not really him. He he can fight for the ball. He he does what needs to be done. Something that I think is important especially when you look at a big guy like that, he catches with his hands, not with his body. I know that sounds silly, but when you look at bigger guys like this, especially when it comes to jump ball situations, they'll just let it hit their chest and trap it. He's up there going up with his hands, which is important. And I know some people may not like this guy that I'm about to mention, but Aaron Rodgers, it's a big thing he's mentioned over the last few seasons when he does a Pat, does a Pat McAfee show and they ask him about, like, how do you know which wide receiver you're going to get more comfortable with? Like, how, how does that process work? And that's the biggest thing he mentions. Is, it a, is he a hands catcher? Or is he going to catch with his body? And obviously, if someone at that caliber is mentioning it, something you probably want to look at just when you're just watching a wide receiver. Yeah, I think I think even Jaden Gibson, who's a guy I'm, I'm a big fan of, he has a little bit of that body catching tendency, which, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I agree. Emmanuel Choice is more of a hands guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, again, we'll see where his, his recruitment ends up going. But Oklahoma, in that wide receiver room, in the 2025 class, already's got talent. You've got uh, Grayson Harris uh, led off the team or the the class. Uh, Jaden Nickens is there, guy that could be a five star when the rankings are all um, taken care of and at the end at the end of its cycle. Um, so Oklahoma's doing fine in the wide receiver room, but it seems like every year with Emmett Jones, he's going to want to pick up four or five, maybe even six guys if he can. Um, so we'll see what happens here in the wide receiver room for the 2025 class. <clears throat> Last but not least, we're going to move on from the wide receivers, going on to the big boys in the middle. We're going to talk about one guy specifically, Lamont Rogers, four-star, top 100 player in the 2025 class, 6'6", six, six, or 6'7", six, depending on where you look, 305 pounds. That is consistent, 305, big human being. 
out of Mesquite, Texas. Oklahoma's been recruiting him for a long time now. I think this is where people are going to start going in the comment section, going in the chat if you're watching this live on the live premiere. Coach B is going to miss. Coach B can't recruit these big-time offensive linemen. Coach B, and it seems like when you look at last year's recruiting class, the major focus was let's build a big defensive line. When you look at this 2025 class, it looks like it's the opposite. It's let's big build a big offensive line. Let's try to get the best offensive line we can. And Lamont Rogers is one guy Oklahoma has been going after now for a while. Brandon, what do you think about this guy? And do you think Coach B will, again, swing and miss? I hope not. Uh, it's too early to predict, I think. Um, I hope he's a sooner. He's... Got everything you want. I mean, six seven three zero five is so fun as a tackle. I, that, that these that that's huge, man. That that's a big boy who moves very very well too. Uh, he's got the Alabama stamp of approval. Although I guess I need to change that because uh, it's it's still like dawning me that Nick Saban's not there anymore. You know, I'm just so used to saying that if Nick Saban wants you, I want you. But um, you know, hopefully that hurts Alabama's chances here because uh, I, I assume that he was offered um, while Nick Saban was still at the helm. You know, or still. The head coach, I think him leaving is going to change a lot of stuff, especially for these 2025 kids. We've seen it already uh, affect their 2024 class. Um, it, it's it, it's a big loss for them. So hopefully that we, we can kind of ride that momentum uh, of their downfall. Although I think I think DeBoer is going to do a hell of a job there. That's it. None of that matters, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I, I hope he ends up a sooner. He's got everything you want in a tackle. Six seven three oh five, but moves very very well. Also a basketball player, so it just it speaks to his athletic ability. Uh, despite how big he is, uh, there, there's there's a lot to like here. Hopefully, Coach B doesn't swing and miss. Yeah, and I'm glad he brought up the basketball thing because and when when someone's a wrestler, I think we we always kick it to you because you you know you wrestled, you have an understanding of how that can actually benefit someone um, in a different sport with leverage. But basketball, as an offensive tackle, basketball is all about footwork. If he's any good at basketball, which I'm assuming he is. I'm not just because he's big that he's out there. He's probably a decent basketball player. His footwork will translate to the football field and knowing how to move himself as a left tackle, obviously very important so that he can get to a spot before the defensive end can can beat him there. This is a dude that can't can not only move like you mentioned, but is violent, especially in the run game. It was fun watching him and, you know, much bigger guy than probably what he's going to be. Uh, than who he's facing at the moment. But you can just look at him and be and think, that guy's probably going to do the same thing at the collegiate level and probably really won't get challenged where someone's going to push him around until he gets to the pros if he gets that opportunity. Dude is massive, super strong. Going to college is only going to make his life easier because he'll have you know, he'll be more, he'll have more time dedicated to football and being able to get that strength up, probably gain you know, maybe 10 pounds. I mean, you don't really need to put on that much more weight uh, as a as a tackle, especially as a left tackle. It's a guy that can change a program at the offensive line spot because of how, how big and violent he is, but also agile. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty much college ready right now. He, he can come on down to a campus tomorrow and be pretty much right where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot to be excited about there. For sure. And hopefully that's a guy that can be a cornerstone for the offensive line group for Oklahoma. But again, big guy like that, that's not going to be a recruitment that's going to be easy by any means, especially when he's out of the state of Texas, because Texas has shown to be a thorn in our side with the offensive lineman out of that state. 
And we've talked about, you know, nine total recruits in the past couple of days here at this 2025 class. You know, if you even if you land four of them, three or four of them, you know, this with, with, with what you've already got, you know, nine commits in the 2025 class for Oklahoma or 10, whatever it is. This class ha- has um, I think it has the potential to be that, that that top three class that we've talked about for so long on the show. I think 2025 could be the year that we finally get it done. We'll see. It's definitely going to be a story that we're going to be on the lookout for. At the end of the day, that kind of stuff also matters with quantity. But hey, if you have a top 10 class and you and your average player ranking is like 93 point something, I think you're doing a good job because that means you got a lot of highly rated kids. And usually having that kind of average, you're up there in the top five, even top three area if you have enough players. But let's hope so. That's it for today's video, Brandon. End of video challenge. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll keep it here actually, and just and just and, and we'll, we'll we'll let the debate go into the comment section. Do you, do you think this class can be the top three class that that we've been talking about and that we're looking for? This twenty twenty five class. There it is. All right. Let us know what you think when you're after you're done doing the end of video challenge. Go back to the middle of the screen. Hit the like button. Subscribe. It's right next to it. Free to do. And then go down to the description. Check out all the links down there. Follow us. Follow us. Follow us on all our social media. Check out the T-shirt. Pretty cool design. We've got more coming. Like I said earlier in the video, we really appreciate you guys watching. Supporting there us. is the Brett Venables shirt too, or football. Football. For, once, once we reach you know 100 sales, so somebody's getting a Brent Venables ball. Faster so. you buy, better chance that we can give that away sooner rather than later. So help us out. Help us help you help us. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time.